Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to the Healthy Ways for Children radio program. My name is Kimberly, and for the next 30 minutes, we are going to talk about something that is heartbreaking and something that affects children every day. And hopefully the information that we talk about will help any child that is experiencing this right now. For those who are returning listeners, I thank you for your continued support for this podcast. For those that are new, I am the founder of an adolescent fitness program called Kids Under Construction. It is something that helps children in the age range of 7 to 15 years old when they have health concerns, if they are athletes and would like to perfect their craft, or just children that want to have healthy values and take steps to be healthy adults. The program offers um, personal fitness uh, training in home or out of the home, as well as food journals to help them uh, talk about what they're eating and their diet and to make some constructive recommendations. And then we offer mentors that help children build their self-esteem and become healthy, strong adults. It's difficult being a teenager, being an adolescent, middle school, but it's even harder when you have weight challenges. So the program definitely is something that helps families on this journey. If you are interested in getting additional information about the program, our website link is listed in this uh, podcast description, and you can send me a text to the phone number listed, um, and I am more than happy to help you and your family address whatever concerns you might have. I always like to start the program with a recap of the previous week. So last week we were actually talking about a book that I wrote some time ago called Breaking the Fast. And basically what it was is, or what it is, is a book that addresses the importance of children eating breakfast every day. Um, I named it Breaking the Fast because when everyone, adults, children, when we sleep at night, our bodies are fasting. Um, Our heart rate, our brain activity, everything goes into a sleep mode. And children need that first meal of the day to help them break the fast. It helps them uh, get the energy that they need to get through their day. Definitely for no other reason, get to the next meal. And sometimes, you know, when children choose to miss that meal for whatever reason, you'll see things like uh, they are sluggish, they're irritated, aggravated because they're hungry. They need that fuel to help them stay uh, focused on what they're learning, focused on what is being taught to them, 
and helping them, again, have the energy and the motivation to get to um, the next meal where they can get additional fuel. One of the things that I talked about last week, and it will sort of help me um, introduce me into the topic for today, was the words that we use as adult caregivers, loved ones in a child's life. I know that there have been um, concerns or stories that I've seen in the news, I'll say in the last six months, about um, coaches who use, I don't want to say aggressive, but they use language that doesn't always agree with the parents. And I know that there's a time and place for everything, but I feel like as a parent, we need to be the safe haven for our children. So children who are overweight and who already are facing those challenges, they can be, I don't want to say, um, they can just be broken by words that we may feel like is not a big deal. Um, some of the examples that I gave are chunky or thick. I know thick is used all the time now. And some people take that as a positive thing. Some people don't. But I feel like as a parent or someone who uh, impacts a child's life on a daily basis, we need to choose our words carefully calling a child ugly or fat or tubby or sloppy, those are things that really can affect a child's self-esteem, and that is not what we should do. They deal with enough in their day-to-day activity that having that home and that parent that helps them navigate this world is just so important. So I'm going to start our program for today, which is talking about bullying and cyberbullying. And some might think, okay, what does that have to do about being healthy? I often tell um, parents and children that living a healthy lifestyle is, yes, exercise is important. Yes, eating healthy foods is important. But a healthy self-esteem is just as important, if not the most important thing. And I feel like um, it holds so much weight with a child because you have to have the mental stability and the mental determination to make changes in your life that will last a lifetime. So, yes, you can work out if children play sports. Those sports only last so long. Yes, you can have a healthy meal. But if you're not mentally prepared and ready to make long-lasting changes, you will just revert back to what you were doing before. And real change never happens. So, What does that have to do with bullying and cyberbullying? Well, um, children oftentimes that have weight issues or or look different than other children are bullied. 
it's not just the weight. It can be your skin color, your race. It could be any number of things. But the children that I tend to deal with, um, they are being harassed because of their weight. So let's take a look at what exactly um, is bully and cyberbullying, and then we can talk about some helpful ways that you can help your child or children in, in your classroom, children that you impact on a regular basis. So we're going to start with bullying. What is bullying? Bullying is unwanted, aggressive behavior among school-age children that involves a real or perceived power imbalance. Okay, one more time. An unwanted, aggressive behavior among school-age children that involves a real or perceived imbalance. There, when I've re- researched this topic, I found that there's a lot of information out here. And if you have a child that is being bullied, I urge you to visit the website stopbullying.gov. It's a great asset, something that, um, that will definitely help you and help your child. Um, I found that there were really three types of bullying that sort of topped the list. Um, you know, other people have written things, but when, when really researching this, um, I found that verbal, social, and physical were really the main three areas that affect children. So let's take them one by one, verbal. Verbal could mean, but it's not limited to, teasing, name-calling, um, inappropriate sexual comments. When you have children that are girls especially that are going through puberty and their body is changing, whether it's bigger breasts or smaller breasts, they can be harassed, um, taunting, threatening to cause harm. Those are verbal things that some children endure, and those are considered bullying. Now, saying, um, you know, in a group of girls that, oh, you're ugly, or I can't believe that you wore that, or anytime a child is feeling um, harassed and threatened, that is considering, considered bullying. And I know that they won't want to rock the boat. They won't want to cause any more attention to them. But it's important to teach them the signs so that they understand that they are and then it can be addressed. Physical. Physical bullying consists of hurting a person's body or possessions, hitting, kicking, punching, spitting, tripping or pushing, taking or breaking someone's things, making mean or rude hand gestures. Now, those are more visible because if someone is verbally being bullied, that's not always something that's outright recognizable. But someone that is being physically harmed, I think children can 
address that quicker than they can um, the verbal. And then you have social. So um, leaving someone out of an activity on purpose or telling other children not to be friends with them, spreading rumors about someone and embarrassing them in public. Again, very real activities that some children endure every day. So um, what are some signs that you can look for that a child is being bullied? If a child comes home with torn or damaged or missing pieces of clothing, their books or their belongings, um, money is something that children get bullied for, that is something that should cause at least a raised eyebrow or a concern that you need to investigate more. Unexplained cuts, bruises, or scratches on them. That um, your child has a circle of friends and you find that that circle is getting smaller and they're becoming more isolated. Um, they find or make up excuses uh, not to go to school. Um, they've lost their interest in schoolwork or their grades begin to um, take effect. If you have an A student and they go to a C student, yes, there is the occasion where the schoolwork may be more challenging, but sometimes they can be distracted by some of the behavior that they're enduring during the day. They appear sad and moody and teary, depressed when they come home from school. Um, they have a loss of appetite. They complain about uh, physical ailments that require them not to go to school. Or they just appear to be anxious. And you can see that they have a low self-esteem. Those are signs that you should uh, investigate more, talk to them, and figure out what is the root to this changed behavior. So, you know, again, bullying is some, it's not something new. I think that has been, everyone can either um, tell a story about experiencing being bullied at some point. I think there are still adults that bully other adults. Um, it is definitely something that happens all the time. The second part of the conversation is the cyberbullying. And that, I think, as technology um, improves and is becoming more widely available to children, I mean, you have children in elementary schools with um, cell phones that they can access the Internet and, you know, they can get the text messages and they can instant message. And so those are now a different avenue where children can be affected. So let's take a look at what cyberbullying is. Bullying that takes place over digital devices like cell phones, computers, and tablets. It can occur through text messages, apps, social media, forums, um, chat rooms, and gaming where people can view and participate in or share content. It also includes sending, posting, or sharing negative, harmful, false, or mean content about someone else. So look how broad that is. And just imagine how many 
uh, children engage in the uh, video games that now are live text messages. Again, there's all the apps that continue to grow and children are exposed to. So it just leaves an avenue for that to happen. The most common places that um, cyberbullying takes place, as we just talked about, you have your social media websites. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter are just some of the more highly profiled, um, profiled social media pages. But there are so many smaller ones that are honestly just used by a younger group of children, and that leaves them vulnerable to um, be exposed if there's that opportunity. I also um, I also want to just take a side journey. We're talking about children being bullied and cyberbullying, but there's also the side that parents need to recognize that your child is a bully, and so there needs to be some accountability for that child that is participating in that behavior. So whether they're the ones that are initiating it or the ones that are participating in it, you as a parent have the obligation to make it stop. You need to watch what your child is doing, their language, how they interact with other children. And if you notice some signs that they are not being um being kind. You don't have to like everyone, but you should be respectful and you should respect one another and not tear them down and make them feel bad. So I urge you in that in that um, instance as well, if you recognize that your child is the bully, address it and do what you can to make it stop. We are the adults and they are the children, and we are responsible for molding, training, teaching, and raising human beings that are assets to society. Because a lot of times, sometimes those behaviors that are not addressed as a child become disgusting behavior as an adult. Again, those who participate in social media outlets can recognize that horrible human being that has nothing good to say and they're constantly just putting down other people for having an opinion that is different than theirs. I think that, you know, we want to do what we can for our children at a young age. Okay, so let's get back. Time is wait for no one. Okay, so um, another common place are text messages. I don't know how many parents look at their child's text messages, but I do feel like that is something that should be considered. You want to make sure that, first of all, your child is not engaged in something that they shouldn't be. Um, Sexting and all of that happens. I think, you know, they're children, and sometimes their judgment may not be the best. So we want to make sure that, you know, those things aren't happening. Um, adults approaching children, again, they're exposed to so much. I think sometimes 
um, having that oversight can be helpful to your child. Instant message is another avenue. That, I found, is on Facebook where people can actually call you. So they don't even have to have your phone number. You can place a telephone call through Facebook on their instant message platform and um, reach people at a whim. People you don't know, people around the world. Then, you know, I look at my um, children's pages sometimes. They are adults. But I look and I think, okay, they have 2,000 quote-unquote friends on Facebook. There's no way because they know half of those people. But we're so accepting. You accept the request, and that there opens you up to people everywhere. Children need a little bit more guidance on that. And that can happen when you sort of monitor some of their electronic devices. And then finally, email. I did add email, um, but recognizing that I'm not sure how many children use email, but it is still considered um, a way to be cyber bullied. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, so let's look at the concerns that we have with the, with the cyber bullying. One is the persistence of it. The digital devices can be used 24-7. So if a child is constantly torturing another child, sometimes it's hard for them to turn it off. Um, we do have the option of blocking a child or blocking a phone call that's annoying, but um, children aren't always as bold to take those steps. Um, it's permanent. So when a negative post or a negative picture or an ugly comment is out there, it's out there. It's in the cloud. It can be tweeted and retweeted. It can last forever. I still see the same baby picture that my cousin posted 10 years ago on Facebook, and it comes up as a memory and someone shares it again. It's just there. So imagine if it's something negative, something hurtful that just repeats and repeats and repeats. If a child is emotionally not ready to handle that, that can lead them to harm themselves. And then um, the cyberbullying side is harder to notice because if you don't look at your child's devices, if a teacher can't outwardly see that a child is being tortured or a coach does not notice it on the team, that child is suffering in silence. So that, I, I do feel like cyberbullying is now a little bit worse than, than a child that's in your face and bullying another child. Those are things that you can see and stop. This part is um, it's just hard. So let's take a look at what are some signs that your child might be uh, showing that they are cyberbullied. Okay, so if they appear to be nervous when receiving a text, an email, or instant message, it might be something that is, is not um, making them feel good. If they seem uneasy about going to school, if they have an unwillingness to share information about their online activities. So that goes back to it could not only be cyberbullying, it might be something sexual, it just might be something inappropriate. And as a child, they need our guidance on how to navigate that. Teaching um, our young ladies and young men that 
you don't need to uh, take pictures of your breast and your private parts and send that out. Look how easily that can be sent to someone else and how exposed and how hurtful that could be. Um, if you have unexplained anger or depression, especially after they are online, if they abruptly shut off their um, their devices and walk away um, and just seem hurt, that is something that should warrant a conversation. If they have trouble sleeping at night or unexplained weight loss and weight gain, and if, you know, you see any signs um, of, of suicidal thoughts or them hurting themselves, cutting, things like that, that, that could be um, a result of them being cyberbullied. So let's take a look. We have a few minutes left. Let's take a look at some things that you can do to help your child if you feel like they are being cyberbullied or bullied. Listen calmly and offer comfort and support. I know it seems so simple, but kids are embarrassed by this. I don't even know if they know how they get to this point. So having their parents, having their home as a safe haven can help them get through this difficult time. Praising them for coming forward and doing the right thing, letting them know that it's okay, letting them know that you are there for them. You are in their corner. You are their biggest fan. That will help them feel uh, open enough to talk to you about it. Remind them that they are not alone, letting them know hey, I love you. Hey, I'm thinking about you. Are you okay? Especially with the phone, if you know your child is experiencing some difficulties, sending them a text during the day, putting a, a note in their bag that I'm here for you. The door is open. Anytime you need me, I am here to listen. I am here to help. Um, let the school know. And I realize I see, you know, parents on the news and they're very upset and it, it's, it's all in how you present it. And having the determination to continually follow up until the situation is resolved. Your child needs to know. You know, I'm not saying a parent that, goes in and my child is perfect and the child's not doing any wrong and the child's this and they're just a sweet little angel. No. You have to assess the situation. And we know our children better than anyone else. And if you're honest with yourself, you can see the signs in your child. But you have to be determined to help them through this, this, this situation. Provide some suggestions, especially if it's being bullied at school um, or at the bus stop, let's sit down and figure out a situation. If you're being tortured while you're trying to go to the bathroom, let's figure out another bathroom that you can go to. Maybe let's go when there's a lot of people in there or go with a friend. 
make sure that they're, they're not left alone to where they, they have no defense. And then show them some alternatives. Walk away. When the situation is just out of control, walk away. Get some help. Remove yourself and not try to fight that battle. Help them restore confidence in this situation. And if the pot, and if the problem just cannot be resolved, then let's find an alternative. Is there another school? Is there another place that they can be safe? You have to know that the child that you love and and is close to your heart, that the the things that they experience at a young age will be carried with them into adulthood. I think we all, if you're honest with yourself, a coworker, someone in the grocery store that you have met and come into contact with, that is just rude and mean and miserable. Something happened on their journey to cause them to be that way. I encourage you to do everything you can to help your child. We're at the end of our 30 minutes. I hope that the information is helpful, and I hope that you will share it with someone else because I know that by working together, we can build a generation of healthy children. Um, The Healthy Ways for Children radio program will not be um, next Friday. I will be on vacation, but we will be back next month with some great information Again, my contact information is on the link for the podcast, and feel free to reach out to me if I can help at any time. Thank you. Bye.